Sarah, it's a holiday weekend, three-day weekend. It is. Wait, what's it the is. holiday? <laughs> Pre- President's Day? Oh, great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Super. <laughs> Love that for him. Love that for him. <laughs> well, no, it's not that president. It's uh, Washington and uh, Lincoln. Mm. They were also probably great dudes. <laughs> they were problematic <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> uh, so we're not going to talk about the we're not going to talk about the primaries because I'm, I'm quite frankly uh, a little bit beside myself. Oh, no, I have to admit, no. Um, and what we are going to talk about is Sarah. Now, what are you doing this weekend? Do you have any plans for this weekend? Well, this weekend, when you said it was a holiday weekend, I thought you were referring to Russian Mardi Gras, which I went to. <laughs> yesterday (laughs) of course um, i was that is exactly like you think it would be it's a lot of smoked fish a lot of vodka a lot of russians (laughs) are you russian no i'm not russian but i i have a a kind of a doppelganger Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) who is a a person that i'm now friends with but we Started out working together a couple of years ago. We don't work together anymore. But um, when we were working together, we started talking about our work histories. And it turned out we had worked in a lot of the same places and had narrowly missed each other like four or five times. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, there's just, a, we just have a lot in common. So we, I call her my doppelganger. Oh, but well, she's, that sounds fun. She's Russian. So I went to her family's Russian Mardi Gras party. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It sounds like it sounds like you had a good time. Mm-hmm. You really can't have a bad time when it's Russian Mardi Gras. It's not allowed. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> um, so we had a speed dating event here last mm-hmm. night in in oh no, it, this one was in Boston. We and so these two women show up, and my host incorrectly let them into the event thinking that what they the, what they produced was a payment receipt okay uh, side note it wasn't and so not a big deal you know and what we get through the, what was it was it, it like was a just a, the rsvp card <laughs> it was the rsvp through meetup okay and so they ended up doing the event and after the event she called me and she said, uh, you know what, they're not on my list. Now, I always tell my staff, if they're not on the list, they don't get in mm-hmm. unless they have proof of payment. And so she mistook what they presented as proof of payment. And sure. so I said, okay, let me, you know, let me talk to them. And I explained, I said, hi, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is, you know, you have to pay to attend these events. Everybody have paid. And she said, no, the site said it was free. And I'm like, uh, it didn't. <laughs> And I'm always like, I want to be as accommodating as possible. But the minute you kind of come back at me and talk to me like I'm stupid, or if you're nasty with me when I'm really trying to be, you know, professional, mm-hmm. I just kind of throw it all to the wayside and, and, and I just stop. And then I'll, and I'm just sort of like, no, it didn't say that. <laughs> I know yeah. what it said. I'm looking right at it and I wrote it. And it's just this general nastiness. That I, I can't deal with. If I prove to you that you're wrong, yeah, and you don't have the character to reply to me and say, "I'm, I'm very sorry. That was my mistake." I, I, I think that's probably my biggest pet peeve. And I hope I, you've I just, never worked retail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a reason why I work for myself, dear. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why I have other people hosting the events it's just because I just don't I'm not I don't have that thing that finesse mm. I know my limitations <laughs> <laughs> oh so I got another match on tinder okay and um yeah I replied and he's 62 okay. and he lives in my neighborhood and I'm intrigued. So you're having so one panic I, attack at a time. I, you, but here's the thing. I didn't really have a panic panic attack. And I think it was because more I looked at him. I was like, yeah, I'm attracted to him. Okay. Right. I don't See, I don't know what it is. But I know that what really does scare me is the whole sexual aspect. Because I'm feeling as though my sex drive isn't what it was. And 
in relationships, you're going to be expected to have sex. And so I think I might be anticipating the the stress of that. Hmm. Uh, and that's causing the panic. But I realized as I talked to myself through this that what I need and what will probably happen is if I get to know somebody and get comfortable with them, my sex drive will probably come back. I think in that, e- in those either situations. that or um, – and this is this – is- jumping ahead a little bit (laughs) uh either that or i would assume that um by looking at women in his age bracket that he's looking to date a human being with highs and lows right (laughs) like a full inner life so i wouldn't i wouldn't even worry about it yeah and i think that's the other reason too why i am looking for older men yeah you know, because I just think, oh, we'll probably have compatible sex drives. You never know. Hopefully. You I, never know. Let us know. <laughs> but it, but it is. It's crazy to have gone from like super, and and I think a lot of it was hi, like hypersexuality, which I think is very common in trauma survivors and and sexual abuse survivors, mm-hmm. and using sex. You know, I I talked about this with Honey Bee or Heidi Bee, excuse me. I don't know why I keep calling her Honey Bee. Honey Bee. Oh no, I know why. <laughs> I honey mean, because bee. bees make honey, <laughs> and it's a, a, an adorable connection. <laughs> Anywho, I was talking about this with Heidi B, where, you know, we were talking about how we use sex to prove to ourselves that we were okay, that we were attractive, that men liked us, that we won. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, I think, I think I'm dealing with a lot of shame around that, that I, that I really have to deconstruct and parse and, and, and sort of get to the the root of sex is so complicated it's really is it really is <laughs> it's not it's not it's never just sex it's never just sex right it's ne- at least not for me and i'm definitely at that point now where casual sex i have zero interest in it okay zero so and maybe that's a good thing and maybe this is really all just a sign of how much healthier i am Maybe. You know, how about look at this with a glass half full, Maracio? Yeah. Maybe try that <laughs> instead of thinking something's wrong. Well, or or maybe just let it be what it is and maybe it's not good or bad. Maybe it just is. It just is. Very good. I agree, Sarah. So I sent you a couple mm-hmm. of articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, Alex Rodriguez was trending on Twitter. Love that for him. Day. Such a douche. <laughs> And he's thinking about buying the Mets, the baseball team. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. And what I find absolutely fascinating is how J-Lo's name is being thrown into this. And and J-Lo's net worth is being thrown into this. Which is slightly more than his. It's, It's not like... A ton more than his. It's not like double. I think his, but. Yeah, I think his is three three hundred fifty million, and hers is four hundred million. Right. In any case, um, hey, a Rod, buy your own fucking baseball team. How about that? Well, and well, I mean, it, it sounds like he can't, right? Because it it sounds like he like it sounds like three hundred fifty million is not even enough to buy a team. I don't know. I've never shopped for a team before. <laughs> right. Um, but that that article, which was in the, what, the Post? Yeah. Um, said that he was maybe going to team up with some other people. Um, but it, it very casually mentioned that, like, well, with his money and her money combined. Yeah. Um, which they're not married yet. And even no, if they they're not. were, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand why. What whatever reporter at the post would assume that Jayla would also be interested in buying a team. This kind of seems like his thing. I'll tell you something else that bothers me. He posted on Instagram a, a video clip of the the afternoon of the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl, mm. and his daughter ended up doing a little bit, like a little interview. She became an interviewer for Entertainment Tonight, and okay, when she was introducing herself. And talking about the Super Bowl halftime show, she kept referring to J-Lo as her stepmother. And I'm thinking, you're not even, like, they're not even married yet. Yeah. And already, like, and I I won't even say it's her because I think she's too young to really 
understand this, but I do think it's him. It's the way he is ingratiating himself and using her name and just using her persona to advance himself. I, I cannot express how much that bothers me. Well, and it's unnecessary because he's already a celebrity. <laughs> I mean, like, he's already, he has a persona. He does, and his persona was fairly tainted when it came out that he was juicing. Was it? That he was using, yeah. Okay. It, it, it was, it doesn't help. You know, he'll never be Derek Jeter. You know, he'll never have the kind of universal respect that okay. Jer- Derek Jeter has. And so you do have to kind of climb back from that, you know, where, oh, you were cheating. So that, that diminishes, in my book, your uh, your achievements mm-hmm. if you were if you were cheating and sure. you were che- and steroids is cheating i would i would say so unless so, everybody's doing it and then i guess right. it's not and i feel like <laughs> she, he needs her far more than she needs him and despite how like the the, the things that sort of annoy me about her i'm i feel maybe protective a little bit of you know, if this the situation were reversed, if the roles were reversed, let's talk about the conversation that would arise from J-Lo wanting to buy, I don't know, a hotel or a baseball team or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and people throwing in that, you know, she had A-Rod's money as well. Let's talk about how she'd be framed in that situation. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I just thought this article was kind of weird all around first of all it's the post like they're they're not they're not known for their quality reporting mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i don't know that that whole thing about like their combined net worth may just be sort of a throwaway comment i don't think either of them has made any um kind of statement or explanation about like no but if you how Google they divide it. the finances <laughs> but if you <laughs> Do they sit down and write out the bills themselves? Like, I'll pay Edison, you pay cable. Do right. they do that? <laughs> Billionaires, they're just like us. So <laughs> what I saw when Googling this story was that J-Lo was constantly being mentioned in these, in, no, no matter where this was being discussed. Not no matter, like I was able to read everything. But between Twitter and just doing a Google search of this of this potential um purchase she's constantly being brought in mm-hmm. to the conversation which i just think is it would never happen you know it would never happen if she was the one looking to buy something or at the very least if he was brought into it he'd be sort of brought into it as as the sugar daddy oh look what i did there mm. you know what this is this is the Sex and the City episode when Miranda buys an apartment. Uh, okay. Right? Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, because I think there's still that assumption that, like, oh, men men will make their own money, right? And then right. any money that women earn is, is just, like, you know. Family money. Let them have their little hobby. <laughs> Good for right. you. You got a job. Yeah. <laughs> so just you, just me. Just me. <laughs> Yeah, and not only that, but do you remember when Carrie couldn't afford to buy her apartment? I sure do. <laughs> I sure do. I sure do, Sarah. And uh, so not only did she have no savings and no money and no nothing, she just had a bunch of shoes, uh, but she took, she was going to take money from Big, Yeah. who of course was going to give her the money because A, he likes to be the savior, and B, he likes the control. And, right. and Miranda says... He's going to control you if you do this. Mm-hmm. It gives him too much power. And uh, Miranda was so ahead of the curve. <laughs> really was. <laughs> she really was. Miranda was who we all are now. Like, mm-hmm. we were all trying to be Carrie and Samantha back, you know, 10 years ago. And now we're all Miranda. We're just it's all true. Miranda. <laughs> isn't that a, that's a, isn't that a blog now or something? We should all be Miranda. It was a, it, it, I think it's a book. Okay. Let's I, Google yeah, it. Um, I'm a Miranda or we should all be a Miranda. Yeah, you can, why don't you Google that while I blather on? I'll keep prattling. So 
uh, in that same episode, in the, in that same, what's the name of the book? We should all be Mirandas. Who's it by? It is by Chelsea Fairless. Chelsea and, Fairless. And Lauren Garani. Okay, we'll link to it in the show notes. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, also in that episode is where Carrie is pissed that Charlotte wouldn't offer her the money. Mm-hmm. I've uh, never because, really understood that. <laughs> uh, I've, I've never understood the assumption, I guess, is, is the part that's confusing to me. I agree it would have been nice if Charlotte had offered. Of course it would have been nice. But mm-hmm. why would you assume that just because someone has it that they're going to offer it? Well, and I, I yeah, I, I, I do wonder, I think it was because of how when the t- topic came up at brunch, Charlotte was got really uncomfortable. Right. And, and. Well, it's an, yeah, it's an it. uncomfortable conversation when your friend is telling you like, I'm going to get oh, yeah. kicked out of my apartment because I can't buy yes. it. Right. Of course that's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's a very uncomfortable situation. It's not, and uncomfortable for both people. It's uncomfortable for the person asking. It's uncomfortable for the person who's like, I just, this isn't just not what I do. Mm-hmm. And, but also, and you don't, you're not going to say it, but it's like, it's not my job. And, and Charlotte did come out and say, it's not my job right. to save you. You know, and here's Carrie, like she's broke. And what does she do? She takes a fucking cab <laughs> over to Charlotte's. And Charlotte's like, did you take a cab here? And I'll never forget this. Carrie points at the shoes. They pinch my feet. <laughs> That's what I remember from that episode. So much from that episode. Well, speaking of the shoes, why not? I don't know if this was like before um, eBay pop, but like, why not just sell the shoes? You know, take them to a consignment store. Yeah, that that I think that was, I think it was too early i think that was not a thing we were consigning maybe maybe but we also knew that carrie was never going to part with her shoes because she was carrie was just financially irresponsible Mm -hmm. and let's be clear even if she had you know if she didn't marry big she'd still be financially irresponsible yeah (laughs) you know oh good i mean it's great that she wrote a book writing a book doesn't pay you know, writing a column doesn't pay. Yeah. Well, that was like the enduring mystery of Sex in the City, right? Right. <laughs> like, how well, is this person living? She could have had a rent-controlled apartment and paid $500 rent. That's sure. totally possible. Sure. I pay probably half of what uh, most people would pay for a, a studio my size. Right. Because I'm rent-controlled. And uh, so... Yeah, I but can, those shoes were five to 800 bucks a pop. Can you imagine? Right. I'm just like, what? What? Are you kidding me? That's like half my rent. Mm-hmm. In shoes. What? And she had hundreds yeah. of them. But anyway, this is a fictional but character. Anyway. <laughs> right. This is a fictional character. Although if you think people like that don't exist, you're wrong. And so the, the moral of that episode really was, it ended up, Charlotte ended up giving her the money. Yeah. Right? And she's like, I'll pay you back. And I, they never followed up with that. Did Carrie True. pay her back? Carrie I mean, I guess Big did, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Exactly. I mean, exactly. how would Carrie pay it back? E- like, even right, if but you I- go like month to month, which of course you'd have to, right? If you were Carrie, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, well, actually, anyone in in that position, right, to take a loan, like, of course you're you're going to pay it back in installments. That's why you're getting a loan, right? Right. <laughs> you don't have it, um, which is fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, how how would she? have ever paid that back how much money was it do you remember i don't know i mean to buy an apartment to put the, i think she needed something like twenty five thousand, or I, I don't know Maybe i don't know what she needed even say yeah yeah it was it was you know a large amount and she didn't have it and whatever but to get back to wherever the hell we were going with this we were talking about um, a rod and j-lo rod buy your own fucking baseball team and you maybe know, he will but i think you're you know you're right to point out that all of the reporting does sort of like loop them in together as if this is a joint decision. Yeah. And as if they're going to like merge finances right. out of here. <laughs> Do you really think those two are like, okay, let's get a joint bank account. I don't know. I don't think they will. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be down at Citibank with, <laughs> you know, 
Adrian or Andrea, the the customer service rep, yeah, uh, setting up a checking account. No, right? They, probably not. Right? They're probably going to have prenups and documents, and you know, their money's never going to merge. More than likely. I mean, there's no there's no reason for it to, you know. No. Right. In any case, um, A. Red can go buy his own fucking baseball team, uh, and now talking about men with money and men who use money to control women mm. and women who are in financial straits yeah. and sometimes have to turn to men or be supported. Let's talk about the sugar baby and the sugar daddy article. You okay. Sent. Okay. <laughs> so um, I happened upon this this morning. One of my Facebook friends posted it. Um. This is from February 14th. So, oh, happy Valentine's Day, by the way, everybody. Oh, happy, belated. Happy, ga- <laughs> happy Galentine's Day. Yeah. And I have a surprise for you at the end of the show. So, okay. Um, <laughs> so, it, this is from Truth Dig, um, and it is called Sugar Coated Pimping. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's, right. it's, it's a, I mean, I don't want to say expose because anybody with, any kind of sense would already know like this is just escorting (laughs) right right and also escorting is prostitution so there there it is (laughs) um but it it starts out talking about some of the advertising for um sugar baby sites right um happy 18th birthday meet your new daddy is one ad uh do you have strong oral skills we've got a job for you Oof. Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, and then there, there's an example of one directed toward the daddies, which is much more blunt. The alternative to escorts. Desperate women will do anything. So <laughs> I think we all know we all know what this is, right? If you're a sugar baby, you're young and you have a man. I guess it doesn't always have to be a man, but it sounds like in this case it is. Um mm-hmm. So typically you have a man um, financing your lifestyle. And it in the past couple of years, I, I feel like um, it has been made to seem really glamorous. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're paying back your own bills, you're a sucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I feel like I've seen episodes of like Dr. Phil or something where, you know, sassy sassy college students are like why wouldn't i do this only god can judge me you know so on and so forth (laughs) um and it just has been made to seem like um everybody wins but this article has some quotes from from women who are in this situation uh, and it, it doesn't sound great it doesn't sound great at all there's um one lady who tried to refuse sex with her sugar daddy while she had food poisoning. And he responded by threatening that she would be homeless that night unless she gave him what he wanted. Um, And so, you know, this is just good old fashioned prostitution. I don't know why everybody needs to dress it up. It seems like men need that too. I think, I think it's the men that need to dress that up. Because they need to believe that that they think that there's a distinction between a man who hires a sex worker, right, and a man who hires an escort. There's a there, there's a bit of cachet sort of to right. the to but the a sex worker is a, an escort is a sex worker. <laughs> that 100%. is a sex worker. One hundred percent, I agree. Um, and most of these people. Most of these guys just don't want to acknowledge that in their minds. It's, it's a it's a blind spot. Yeah, I would assume it it probably has something to do with the notion of disease, right? Which would all tie back into slut shaming, right? It's like, oh well, I have to go to a high class escort because high class people don't get herpes, <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, Dave. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's kind of like that letter you got um, a couple of months ago where the woman thought that you couldn't contract an STI overseas. <laughs> <Remember> that one? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
um yeah they're just they're they're now our story is starting to emerge of um women who are in these sugar baby arrangements that are um you know exactly like you would think that they would be um <laughs> one one part i found especially <laughs> interesting is that if you have a .edu uh, email address, which is to say a college email address, you get a free upgrade. <laughs> um, and apparently the, the sites don't cost any money for women to join. They only charge the men, which is fair. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely fair. Um, but yeah, you get a free free upgrade. I don't know from what to what, um, but as a person with a .edu email address, I think if I had a little time on my hands, how funny would it be to catfish <laughs> with my email address? Just how disappointed they would be. They'd be like, oh, you're an adult. Oh. Do it for the pod. Do you're it for an the adult pod. Woman? Oh. <laughs> um, Why not? Do it for the pot. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I, like, I, I look. I don't care. I don't. I don't care if that's what you want to do. If that's it's consensual and everyone's you know of age and legal and whatever. Right. But to uh, quote Miranda Hobbs, <laughs> who we should all does, be, who we should all be, it does give men too much power. Yeah, it's almost like the sites themselves should have a um, some kind of code of conduct. I don't know if they do, but it's obviously not working. And right, I don't know how you to... would even enforce this other than like was... women would report. Right. Um, which and sounds you know fine to me, goes. but I can already hear men <laughs> whining like, well, that's going to get abused. Well, it's right. not. Women are. So that's yeah. if that I mean, has to be the system, that's the system, right? Right, and you know how it goes when women report abuse. Of course, of course. So. I can already hear the whining. <laughs> right. Not from the women, from the men. Right. Yeah, so this is, it, it really is, it's just, it's thinly veiled sex worker working. It's And the men just, they just don't want to acknowledge that because they think they're, they just think they're different. And I agree that there is that, that, uh, aspect of contracting a, a, a disease. Yeah, you know they think sex workers are all diseased, and you know more than likely, you sex workers are probably um, far more fastidious about testing than non sex and condom use, probably <laughs> and condom use. So bad logic there, Fredo. <laughs> um, there's also in this article a quote from a guy who is like, "Well, why would I?" hire three different people one to be my girlfriend one to be my maid and i forget who the third one is but i just i like that he is basically saying like well this allows me to consolidate my costs and all of the services women do for me are rolled into one which is christ great great for you buddy (laughs) great (laughs) i really look forward to you know 10 or so years from now when all women can just be replaced with sex robots who can also do the dishes. Would that I, not make life easier for everybody? I really look forward to that. That's the future liberals want. <laughs> <laughs> but And we're getting there. Slowly but surely, we're getting we are. there. And I, I just imagine the peace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think that... You know, they they like to portray the sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship as, well, I'm just a very busy man and I just, you know, I don't need a lot. I just, you know, I need somebody, the constant companionship and I don't have time to date and I have this money. And so they try to portray it as this mutually beneficial relationship that is more than transactional. Yeah. Which I think it could be. Sure. Anything can happen. But please don't insult our intelligence by trying to convince us that you're partaking in these relationships be for the convenience or for the, or because. I think um, it is about convenience. Well, yeah, I didn't, I miss, I really misstated on that. It's, it's, they, they try to make it out like it's more than transactional 
And I think that's what I should have said. Um, yeah. Don't please don't try to pretend like you're emotionally invested in this too. You just needed something more contained and simple for your hectic, busy lifestyle. You jet setter. Well, and I think if it, you know, you don't have to. From the from the man's perspective, right? You don't have to go through all the rigmarole of like pretending to care about women. Right. Or yeah. pretending to think that they're people. Right. You, <laughs> you just sort of summarize what I was You could just have your sex robot. Yes, you very succinctly stated uh what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say is don't pretend to care about women. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, any any final thoughts on this? I don't know. I I hope that um, sex work gets easier for mm-hmm. women. I mm-hmm. I mean, because it is work. It's yes. valid work. I hope that I hope that it gets easier. I hope that it gets easier and safer. I don't know how we accomplish that, mm. especially when clients are men. Right. <laughs> I don't know how you rein them in. Um, yeah. but maybe sex robots will save us all, you know? It, you, you say that, like, I, I can, t- I know you're being funny, but you're not. not. You know what I mean? <laughs> sex robots would save us all. It would they, save us a lot. I'm being completely serious. I think for men who would, who would be satisfied by that, that's amazing. We want them mm-hmm. off of Tinder. Out of the pool. <laughs> yeah. Please stay home with your sex robot. Please. Yeah. Please don't try to date women. Do us all a favor, you fucker. Okay. Uh, now, just speaking of, I don't know. I, I, I don't have it in me to transition people, to, to come up with a, a quick transition. Okay. This next. <laughs> <laughs> transition. And the next thing. <laughs> and. There we go. Stop them all. <laughs> wow, all of the sound effects. All of them at once. <laughs> Transition. So the next one, the next thing that we're talking about is a, another article on Medium. And I have to say that I commented on that Tara Bell Blair's article because, of course, I did. Mm-hmm. Because I, I can't help myself. You know, weirdly, it did not go well. I wouldn't did say it went poorly. <laughs> But I did say, you know, you know she's going to read this, so I don't know why you're doing this. And she's like, you're, you're mistaken, and that's not an assumption, and you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh. Whatever, girl. Okay. Uh, but I have to say, I listened to that podcast at least four or five times, and every <laughs> single time you said, <laughs> girl, Tara's at it again. <laughs> Pour yourself a Chardonnay. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> That has to be what's happening. <laughs> right. That has to be what's happening. And, and I think this is what's happening in this woman's life, too. Yeah. So this article is called, My Fiancé's Stalker Delivered My Pizza Today. Mm. We can't choose what others do, but we can choose how we respond. And I'm already fucking annoyed at the sanctimonious... Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm trying to put... I'm trying what? to put that down. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're, I don't like how sanctimonious and smug this woman is in this article. Oh, well, you know, she won, though. She won the man. So. Right, right. <laughs> and so it said, it starts off, and this article is written by Kelly Eden. And it starts off saying, stalker girl just, just turned up at my house. I messaged my fiance. She's doing pizza delivery now, apparently. Now, let's first... Let's first acknowledge the elitist, like, nastiness of that comment. Sure. Like, ugh, oh my god, she's doing this job that I, I consider beneath me. Uh, and then he says, no, what did you say to her? Well, what would you say to the girl who stalked your partner for two years? Uh, nothing. That is that my answer, nothing. I would say nothing. Yeah. And it's clear in this article that um, we don't know her name, so I guess we have to call her Stalker Girl. Right. Um, Stalker Girl didn't recognize Kelly either. She was just at work minding her own business. Interesting. Kelly is the one that chose to draw attention to the situation. Right. 
Because she's we'll clearly back... surprised, this girl. Right. Like, it's not like she intentionally hijacked a Domino's car and then showed up at this woman's house. Like, and she isn't, this isn't is her that job. notable, too, that stalker girl, for all of her stalking, doesn't recognize Kelly? Almost like she's not stalking anyone. Like, yeah, if you're stalking like... someone, you're going to know what their girlfriend looks like, right? And you're probably gonna know where they live. I mean, too. right? Just, just, yeah. <laughs> so let's. So it says Facebook flirt. That's the header. It started when my fiance, fiance and I were just friends. We live in a small town, and a girl he'd met added him on Facebook. They started chatting, flirting, and joking with each other. Then she sent nudes. A bit odd, so early on, he thought. But what guy would say no? Not this he one. Could, not this one, <laughs> but many would. I just hate to tell you. Like, not every guy's like, ooh, like fucking wily coyote with the eyes bugging out. He could already tell she wasn't a match for him. Very, very interesting point, by the way. Mm-hmm. He could already tell she wasn't a match for him. He made a joke about wearing a kilt in the wind. Her comment had been so blunt and obscene, he'd almost choked on his drink. But one date couldn't hurt, right? They made plans. <clears throat> So if you know this person isn't a match, why are you a still uh, thank talking? you exactly <laughs> and be making a joke that like the only place there is to go is a comment that's blunt and obscene. That's the only opening you've provided. Right. You set her up for that comment. Why are you acting shocked, Mary? After the date <laughs> after the date he continued chatting online for a few days. He didn't want to ghost her. That would be rude. And everyone here, and everyone knows everyone here. Mm-hmm. And I think she means in their little small town. Right. But he made it clear there wouldn't be a second one. Oh, did he? Tell me how he did that. Or did right. he just tell you he made it clear? Uh, okay. That's when the mind reading began. I know you really love me, but you just can't admit it. I understand, she texted him over and over. Each time his phone lit up with yet another message of love, he could feel his own sanity become shakier. Nice head hopping. She has no idea what he was thinking. His phone dinged. He punched out a reply, his jaw locked in frustration. Don't message me again. I am not interested in you. Clear, right? Not clear enough for this girl. Mm -hmm. Ghosting it is. One night he came around to my house for dinner. He slumped forward over the table and handed me his phone. It dinged every few seconds. What's up, I asked. Check out the messages. I scrolled through an endless one-sided conversation. 42 messages and growing. That's just today, he said. I'm going to stop here. Why didn't he block her? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. That's a rhetorical question, by the way. (laughs) That's a rhetorical question. Yeah. Because the answer is he got off on the attention. There's your answer. So for anyone playing at home, there's your answer. Slap that one on the bingo card. He ran his hand over his eyes. It never stops. The phone dinged as if proving his point. Shit, Kelly, I've got a stalker. This girl is nuts. What if I pretend to be your girlfriend? Ah. That should work, I said. Yeah, what a remedy and how convenient. (laughs) What if I pretend to be your girlfriend? That should work, I said. Nope. Ha ha, very funny, she messaged him. I I know you don't have a girlfriend. All right. We thought it... Can we pause oh, here? Sure. <laughs> we'll put press put, put, put a pin in this. Let's talk about let's talk about this whole um he didn't block her and he shows Kelly the messages thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is pretty amateur move. <laughs> um so I hope these people are young because what's happening here is he doesn't block her, right? So that then he can take his phone to Kelly and essentially say, look how desirable other women find me. I'm driving exactly. crazy. Yeah. Also known as triangulating. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, also, um, it also gives Kelly the opportunity to rescue him. Mm-hmm. Which she clearly she likes. no time <laughs> taking that opportunity. Uh, this is just all classic, classic fuckery <laughs> or triangulating, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's go back to this fucking nugget of, a, of an essay. We thought it had ended, but then a few months ago, my partner and I got engaged. Stalker girl had gone quiet and we thought she'd finally gotten the message. We were wrong. Like a bug that burrows underground only to reemerge later, larger and more destructive. 
like she's fucking Cloverfield. She Maybe. appeared again and under a new Facebook profile. Now, did she go quiet or did your fiance stop talking about her? Hmm, good point. I'm sorry about the past. Let's start over, she messaged. Don't worry about it. You're a woman stealer. I can't believe you're dating the bitch who left her husband. That's he interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And uh, and also completely glossed over. Not Record at scratch. all. <laughs> yeah. We need that a sound effect. I know. <laughs> a screw before you get married, she messaged another profile. He replied. I replied. We sent the clearest stop messaging message we could come up with. You can't make me stop, she spat back at me in seconds. I'm better than you and always will be. What kind of woman leaves the father of her children? Ooh. Interesting question. <laughs> Very interesting question. Not answered. And I don't mean to shock you, but not answered at all. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. the situation, I mean, maybe this... Right. You know, maybe there was a perfectly legitimate reason for this, but um, not answered. Yeah, so not answered. To him, she sent, wow, running to your bitch. We blocked her again. Pizza surprise. That was two weeks ago. Today I ordered pizza. When the delivery girl arrived, I couldn't place her for a moment. Now that's just weird. Right? You couldn't place her? And this is all within a matter of weeks of each other? I'm not sure how, I can't tell how much time has passed. I hope not because they go from not dating to engaged within this article. Right. And this article was published on uh, February 13th of this year. So just a couple days ago. And she's saying that this woman showed up at her apartment two weeks ago. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not getting a feel for the timeline in its entirety. Yeah. But. But I do agree, yeah, for someone who has been such a distressing presence in your life, to not recognize them on site is, that's interesting. Yes. My eyes darted over her, (laughs) and similarly what? For being a stalker, again, to not recognize your stalkies girlfriend slash fiance, that's interesting. Yep, my eyes darted over her face and down her name bed. Yep, that's her. In a split second, I chose my response. I smiled. Oh, hi, how are you? I felt relaxed, confident, happy, and I knew it was showing on my face. Recognition filled her eyes, and a micro-expression of horror lifted her eyebrows. Hi, it was almost a whisper. I took the pizza, still smiling. She fled. The glee that this woman expresses over um, one-upping this other woman really bothers me well she won though so but she won yeah and that was the i wrote a comment so uh let's okay uh, let's go forward uh, da, 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 she talks about we don't know someone else's story i don't know what's going on for stalker girl well here's the thought you could you could call her by her name you fucking asshole but instead of calling her stalker girl yeah and dehumanizing her hmm so something tells me both you and that Dick of a fiance of yours both dehumanized her, but I'll keep going. I'm betting her life isn't the happiest. Perhaps she genuinely thought my fiance would want to screw before he got married. And maybe that's been true for her with other men. Uh, oh, maybe. I see. I see. <laughs> I see what you did there. Has she learned men are cheaters and users because that's how she's been treated? Uh, bitch, do you kind really of. want to open that can of worms? I mean, do you kind re- of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you really want to, do you, do you really want to open that? Because it sounds like you've got some skeletons in your closet. Well, in and any also case. her fiance is, is treating her badly. Yes. Or perhaps, as is the case with most stalkers, her mental health is suffering and she needs help. Mm. In general, awareness around mental illness is improving, but sometimes people don't even realize their thinking has gone off track. Huh. It's interesting how... Uh, it's it's on her, you know, but what about you not being able to say from the outset, like, what's going on here? There seems like there's something more going on. Right. So you showed no compassion or empathy for this woman. I don't... Except when you wrote this stupid essay. I don't want to diminish essay. stalking. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm right. sure... Right, I don't either. Frightening. I'm sure it really happens. But I just... I, I also know... <laughs> that anytime a man doesn't know how to end a relationship and it gets messy, he he immediately goes to like, oh, my ex is crazy. Yeah. Like, well, no, you have upset her. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for this opening. Thank you for this opening because I watched the 2020 Valentine special. I, I, oh, help God. me understand this. 
about the Jodi Arias case where Jodi Arias murdered her boyfriend, Travis Alexander. And throughout this whole two-hour mess, and then the three-part series I watched on Hulu the next day. They, also about Jodi Arias? Also about Jodi Arias. Okay. Because I really wanted to be informed here. Sure. They... Every, everybody involved. Travis Alexander is, is heralded as this virtuous virtuous Mormon guy who was sidetracked by this temptress. Mm-hmm. And Jody, of course, is portrayed as this unstable, unhinged psychopath. Sex demon. Sex demon. Which, look, <laughs> nobody's saying eh, some of that's not accurate. Right. We're not saying that. Right. What we are saying is that, or here, what I'm saying, Travis Alexander was a piece of shit who treated her horribly and who engaged in a psychosexual relationship. And it takes two in a situation like that. It does. And if I'm sounding angry, it's because I've been in this situation and I've been the Jodi Arias without the brutal murder part. Right. Or without the stalking part. But I've definitely been involved with a guy who would say, stop contacting me. And I would ignore it because there's Lucas snoring. And I would ignore it because he would always respond. Yeah. So the message was very clear. Like, you're saying don't contact me and you're blocking me to be a pussy dick about it. But you know as well as I do in a couple of months, when you're bored with your girlfriend or you just feel like being a douchebag, you're going to cheat on your girlfriend with me. And right. that's what Gareth did over and over and over and over again. So, and of course, to his friends, to his girlfriend... I'm the crazy stalker, and they'll buy it. Kristen's at it again. <laughs> Kristen's at it, girl. Pour yourself a Chardonnay. And of course, he told his very young girlfriend at the time, I think she was like 19 or 20. Oh, yeah. That's Well, and that's she, who believes this. Uh, that's who account. believes this shit. Right. right. That's who believes this crazy ex narrative. Right. Right. And that I feel like started we're her- almost giving men pointers here. I don't mean to be... <laughs> <laughs> well, men aren't listening to this, let's be clear. All right, let's hope that. <laughs> right. And he was setting me up as the bad guy, and she became, of course, she started watching everything that I was doing. Right, and, because it, it it gives her a job to do, right? It makes right. her feel like his defender. Right, it's and she like loved the, telling it. It's like the sister urge to, like, I can fix him is like, I can defend him. Right. That's and, Those are related, I think. And she also loved being able to brag that somebody was stalking her her British boyfriend. Right. Look how desirable he is. Look how desirable he is. And I don't know if I ever told you this. I know I never wrote about it. But I would get emails from people that were clearly friends of hers. And they would write into the site, like, questions. And then, you know, I can remember when. It was right around the time my father died. Or just before. Or just after or something. But I remember... I didn't give him the answer he wanted. Like this guy ended up writing into me and I didn't give him the answer he wanted. And he wrote a really nasty comment and said, you know, you're still saying stuff on Twitter about a guy who doesn't even pay attention to you. And I sent it to Gareth and I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, oh, I don't know. I I have no idea. You know, Jesse would never, you know, do this or do that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, that's her (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Like we can pretend that I don't know that. Do you remember what the question was? He wanted me to review his dating profile, and it was a fucking mess. Oh. And I just remember so clearly. And then I remember looking at the IP, and it was from California, and he was an Asian guy, and I knew she had an Asian boyfriend because, yes, I Facebook stalked them. So I knew right. it was a ex- that, And that's that's what I'm saying about this article. Right. <laughs> like, none of this... Uh, Whatever. In any case, I'm I'm getting getting on. on, I'm going off track. In any case, the point I'm making is when we say he triangulated, you know, this is what men like this do, you know, and this is what Travis Alexander did, you know, where he was setting up. He's talking to other women about Jody and Jody was a stalker. And let's be clear. Travis Alexander worked for a multi-level marketing scheme automatically makes him a shitty person or at least someone not to be trusted. Yeah. Um, cheated on girlfriends, used yeah. this woman and discarded her whenever, you know, uh, on a whim. And then, now, I'll say it again. He didn't deserve to be brutally murdered. But you have to, under- no. you have to understand that to treat someone the way he did, there's a psychological damage on his end. And when I ever heard that his parents were 
his parents were drug addicts. His parents had abandoned him. I'm like, dude had his own psychological issues. But yeah. nobody. Well, not, not to mention just the deeply ingrained Madonna whore complex that we all carry with us all the time. Right. So to get to get back to this, uh, this ridiculous essay. Uh, oh, let's see. What does she say? We can only guess. Make your boundaries strong. Yeah. Suck my dick. We can only guess the motives behind people's nastiness and bizarre behavior. To me, to me, stalking, comma, shouldn't it be to me, comma, stalking? Am I wrong there? Well, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> to me, stalking, comma, sending, oh, okay, I see, she's writing a list. To me, stalking, comma, sending nasty messages and not taking no for an answer is abnormal behavior. Unfortunately, there, were all, there will always be people in our communities who believe it's perfectly acceptable. Yep, and you know who else is always in your community, you trash human being? Are men or women who encourage people to behave this way and who do not properly set boundaries because they like bragging about having a stalker. Well, I was going to say stalking, sending nasty messages and not taking no is abnormal behavior. So if someone is behaving abnormally, maybe there's a reason other than they're crazy. Right. Right. Like maybe, (laughs) maybe they are responding to some stimulus. Right. Maybe there's something more to it. Uh, So, Uh, how to respond when people refuse to hear no. What this girl did isn't new, even if it's surprising. Stop calling her a girl. She's a woman, first of all. My fiance and I have both known other people who wouldn't take no for an answer in big and small ways. I'm sure you can relate. We don't choose how people act, but we do choose how we respond to them. Make sure your boundaries are strong. Here are some approaches to try. Make eye contact. Hold yourself confidently. State clearly and briefly. I said no. Don't be pushed to give excuses. Sometimes we feel we have to make up a reason, but saying no, she, yeah, but here's the thing. Well, then she says, protecting yourself from dangerous people, people who act in threatening ways need firm boundaries. Okay. Uh, uh, You know, what would be a really strong boundary? Fucking blocker. Blocking her. (laughs) That would be a really strong, yeah, that would be a really strong boundary, but he didn't do that. And you're again, you're just blowing, she's blowing past an awful lot. Like she's blowing past her own shady history. She she's blowing past the fact that this guy clearly engaged her and went out with her, knowing that he wasn't going to date her. And if you think he didn't fuck her, you idiot! Of course he did. So I, that definitely did seem implied, right? right? Um, my fiance stalker has been relatively harmless, but many are not. Exactly, she has been relatively harmless. Like I'm not saying what she's doing. Like she's hurting herself, but right. You. Like sending a bunch of text messages and Facebook messages, I don't know. Like the thing that always got me about Gareth was that I was never contacting him. He wouldn't have known anything I was doing if he hadn't sicked his young girlfriend slash fiance on me and she wasn't paying attention and he wasn't paying attention. I wasn't Mm -hmm. going to him. Like he wouldn't have known anything about it. And so he created this whole fucking drama. And this guy, as soon as he went to the author, as soon as he went to his girlfriend, he did it for a reason. Yeah. Like, I just, I do not believe when guys, when men go to women and say, I have this woman and she just won't take no. 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 I don't believe for a second that any man with any self-respect would fucking tell that story to like to anybody. I think they might even say, oh, it's just this woman. She like won't leave me alone. I blocked her. He went to this woman right. and told her for a reason. And it yeah. was to... It's for, and it's for the reasons I already mentioned. Right. But it's also, it's a way of um, a stat, like hastening intimacy, I think. It's like, oh, now we're bonded because you're helping me with this problem. I don't know if that was really an issue. I mean, I think they were already, already bonded. Uh, but here's what I do find very, very interesting is the way she's trying to write their relationship, write the timeline. There's a reason why the timeline is sketchy and it's clearly because somebody was cheating on somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think the only reason why he was coming to her with this is because they were dating. Yeah. They were already involved. You want me to tell you, tell her that you have a girlfriend? And she said, well, haha, no, you don't. Well, no, she wouldn't know that they, he was had a girlfriend because they were screwing around in secret. Right. So, bitch, again, see you. I see you. 
<laughs> I do too. Really? Like, get the fuck out of here. They all think we all see through this. They all think they're so fucking clever. You know what? You're not, you asshole. Uh, where's my comment? Hold on. So here's my comment. I'm so, I'm, I'm going to brag about my brilliance. This entire story rubs me the wrong way. I'm kind of team nobody here. <laughs> Obviously, the woman was in the wrong for not respecting boundaries and persisting to contact someone who told her to stop. However, it's also very clear this woman is suffering from some form of emotional instability. Whether it's a mental illness is not for me to say as I'm not a therapist. However, I have been that woman who was led on by a man who would say, stop contacting me only to turn around and sleep with me when it was convenient. I've also been the woman who was told by a man that he had a stalker only to find out he had been totally engaging her the entire time and she wasn't so much crazy as she was pissed off that the guy would use her and toss her aside on a whim. Then there's you. Girl, I read your archive. You really seem to enjoy being that woman with the guy friends, aka the cool girl, and advising them on who not to date and who's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. You can read it if when I link to it. You but know, in any case. I am in the comment section and there are an awful lot of people who agree with you. So, Are there? Yeah, Medium allows you to highlight and respond to a, um, a particular thing you've highlighted, right? So what would you have done is the highlighted portion. This guy, Andy, says, don't lead her on from the outset. <laughs> yeah, and what the other thing I pointed out is here's the thing. If you, like, if you feel like someone's stalking you, the worst thing you could do is write a fucking essay about them yeah, under your right, real name. Right. And I said this in the comment. I'm like, why would you want to poke the bear? You clearly, clearly like the drama. Um, oh, Andy comes back a few times. Sorry. So, well, okay. So Andy agrees with you, but he, he keeps returning to comment to reiterate that. <laughs> yeah, but Andy seems a little unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this whole story is fucking ridiculous. And this woman's fucking ridiculous. And I'm fine. And I realized Medium, you can make money by writing on Medium. Mm-hmm. And I now, I now understand why Shawnee Silver's pieces are fucking 10,000 words. And it's because you get paid by, dep uh, dependent on the um, length of engagement. Mm, okay. So a lot of these essays you'll see like, oh, it's a four minute read, six minute read, eight minute read. And then you'll come to Shawnee's and it's 21 minute read. <laughs> <laughs> so um, whatever. I really, really think I really want, I think I want to write an essay in response to this. Sure. Do it. Sure, why not? And put it on Medium. Fuck you. How about that? I mean, why? Yeah, but but really, why not? Yeah, you know what? I am going to do that, and maybe I'll get paid. How about that? I bet Suck you it. will. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I have one final thing mm -hmm. to talk about, and it's of course a, a little nudge. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still blocked? <laughs> well, I'm blocked from one account, not not my main account. <laughs> I just you don't... really need to stop stalking her. <laughs> it's true. I I really should stop reading her. Um, I just don't comment. I just don't draw attention to myself, you know, except here. So she posts a text exchange. And the first text says, hey, it's Alex. And it sounds to me like this is a text someone sends to you when they want you to have their phone number. Because... Sure. Um, the next text response has a date stamp, a timestamp, so it wasn't at the same time. And it says, um, Wednesday, February 5th, 2.49 p.m. Was nice meeting you today. And this is from the woman, a.k.a. her. Was, Jesus Christ, could she be more obvious? Was nice meeting you today. And he responds and says, yes, I agree. And then a week later, she responds with, it's so-and-so from so-and-so. Genuine question. Why did you ask for my number if you didn't plan to reach out and schedule something for my own peace of mind? <laughs> now, she didn't even respond to his message. She didn't respond to the yes, I agree. And I wouldn't have either because it's such a half-hearted response. I would have just written it off. Right. Um, and, and it seems to me like she was waiting for him to say more and he never did. And so she followed up as she always fucking does. <laughs> and she says, let's discuss this one. Guy meets girl in real life. They talk for an hour. Guy makes a point to ask for girl's number. After a week and a half, girl asks genuine question. She kind of forgot about it until then. Guy sad, but sadly, but unsurprisingly doesn't reply. Why? <sighs> Sarah, I could stop. <laughs> it terrifies me that this woman coaches single people and baffles me at the same time. And not that I believe that anybody pays her.
other than like 60 year old women who don't know anything about online dating yeah maybe here's the thing about this desire to tell people off or follow up and ask questions like oh why didn't we work out or whatever these people don't care about you they don't care if they've hurt your feelings no (laughs) they don't care if they've wasted your time Mm -mm. and and they don't really owe you a response like they don't really owe you an answer to this question you're a stranger and they didn't promise you anything they just took your number you know and for her to write this text in response and say, you know, why would you go out of your way to ask for my number and then not try and schedule something for me? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you didn't respond to his text. Right. Because you were sitting there testing him, waiting for him to say something a little bit more, a little bit warmer, something that shows a little bit more interest. And it's not that I blame anybody for reading that text from him that, yes, I agree. And that's all he said. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be thrilled with that either, but I would have followed up once. You know, hey, did you get home okay? And if he again responded with something lukewarm, that's it, I'm done. I'm sure. out. <laughs> Reasonable. Reasonable. But don't ever, ever res- like ask somebody, hey, why did you blow me off? Or hey, you did, don't, like, and these people who were, and there were people in the comments who were like, well, and I replied to a guy who blew me off for brunch and I told him, and I responded and said, you know, did you end up uh, having the eggs Benedict like you said you wanted to? I uh, hope you enjoyed your brunch. And I only did that so that he would know that he, like, really upset me and that he wouldn't do it to somebody else. Bitch, he's going to do it to way more women. Yeah. Plus, he already knows he upset you. Right. (laughs) Right. He knows. He doesn't care. (laughs) And so, and then don't pat yourself on the back thinking you've somehow changed changed the game for women because you haven't. No. You just need to date better people. Or date people that... Douchebag's gonna douche. Douche... Merch, 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 merch. <laughs> um, speaking of um, merch? asking for explanations. <laughs> okay. And of douchebags. Um, High Fidelity, the TV show. <gasps> yes, you watch that. It's really great. Is it good? It's really great, yeah. I just, just signed up for Hulu yesterday. It's, I recommend it wholeheartedly. Well, that's I don't it might just be nostalgia on my part. It is a very faithful rendition. Um, and so there are several moments <laughs> where like I can predict the next line <laughs> because I guess I know high fidelity really well. Um, which sounded like a weird humble brag, but wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> but um, but anyway, it <laughs> I really recommend it. It's it's definitely working. I wasn't sure how it was going to translate with a woman as Rob, but I think it's working. Yeah, and I love Zoe uh, Kravitz. Uh, Me too. Yeah, I just really like her. There's just something very cool and very unaffected about her, considering that her father's Lenny Kravitz and her mother's Lisa Bonet. Well, and that's kind of what I was worried about, too, because, like, Rob is supposed to be kind of a loser. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I do think she's not really pulling that off um but in but i and i haven't finished it so she's just too um, cool she's like effortlessly cool right and so far at least um it's not so much that rob is a loser as it is you know she's just sort of overthinking and um kind of dwells on things yeah so it's working cool i'm gonna start reading it now i told you earlier i had a surprise for you we were going to do a galentine's episode but of course i completely faded by eight o'clock and realized that we were gonna drink we were gonna drink and then then i remembered i had my walk with kona at six and i'm like fuck Mm -hmm. i can't drink and then get up at 5 30. so i had to cancel but you had sent an article about galentine's day and they had all these different options of what you could do you know you could have like a a dinner party you know Mm -hmm. and talk about who you would invite like his famous people from history but no fictional characters or you could go on a shopping spree or you could go to brunch. But one of them was about writing letters to mm-hmm. your close female friends. Yes. So this, I wrote this and I had planned on reading this the night of the, of the uh, episode. But here goes, Sarah. Dear Sarah, who knew that when you left that first comment on my site all those years ago, we'd be here? 
throughout the tumult and trauma my life has seen these past few years, you've been a port in a storm. You fast became one of my favorite commenters because of your dry wit, incisive commentary, and wisdom. When I feel less than, you offer kind words and encouragement. You stand your ground and don't compromise your beliefs. You've opened my eyes to my own limitations with compassion and humor. You're intelligent and disciplined in ways I strive to be. I can honestly say my life is far better with you in it. Happy Valentine's Day, Sarah. That was so wonderful, Krista. Thank you. Are you getting all choked up? There's no crying in podcasting. What's wrong with you? A little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I meant every word. Well, it's just that we're not, you know, people aren't usually um, like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you you have people um, that are friends and you have people that you like around, but you don't usually talk about why. So I think we should more often. Yeah. Especially to other women. To really. Man. Yeah, that was like, man, that was like wedding vows or something. (laughs) Just to remind (laughs) women of their value. Yeah. You know, because our... I think that would be great. So, yeah, I'm going to encourage a belated Valentine's Day. Or, sorry, Galentine's Day. Oof. (laughs) Belated Galentine's Day letter writing campaign. I like it. and I'm behind it and I'll help you do it. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's important for I, I think female friendships are far more profound than uh, mm. than romantic mm. relationships and I just think women need to tell other women how valued they are I think compliments from women mean way more to me than compliments from men yeah and you know what else Miranda tried to tell us this <laughs> 20 years ago 20 years ago we, listening. we ever we all need to be Miranda's <laughs> follow us on the things womenology pod rate us five stars on iTunes please uh, Patreon's going to go back up. We have a, a bonus episode that we're going to be putting up uh, once I get the time. I'm so sorry. And uh, write us letters. Please write us letters because I enjoy the letters. Yeah. Go to womenologypod.com or you can go to buffsandbrainiacs.com, but go to womenologypod.com and submit a letter. And uh, Sarah, do you got anything? 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 Oh, I do. I have some disappointing news. I'm sorry to end on such a down note. Oh, no. This is really heavy, but romp him. Close. <laughs> Nobody, no man should ever be in a romper. There, I just said it. How about that? But they're pastel, Kristen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold on. For Easter. <laughs> Hold on. I'm saying goodbye to the male romper. The romp Bye, him. Robin. Bye, romp him. <laughs> I hardly knew you. We hardly knew you. <laughs> All right. Okay, people. (laughs) Bye. Bye.